Hey guys, hope you're having an amazing week. This is our last bonus episode, right, as of Holy Week as we lead up to everything that happened. And I I hope that you've been impacted. This is our fourth one. So if you haven't watched the other ones, please go and take some time. And again, I'm only covering just a fraction of what happened during this week. And so as we lead up to Easter, and you may wonder, hey, why aren't we doing this on like literal Holy Week? Well, the team had an amazing idea. It was like, hey, let's do it before so that what happened on Holy Week can impact people in such a way that they can live different leading up to Easter. You know, I, I, I don't know if you've had a chance, but the Good Friday episode, which is, oh my gosh, my heart is just so heavy thinking about it. And it's so heavy in uh, gratitude for what Jesus did uh, for me, but it is going to impact. It impacts how I live. It impacts how I pray. It impacts how I see myself. And we're hoping that it does the same thing for you. So we talked about Palm Sunday, where they laid the palm branches down. Hosanna, Hosanna, right, as he came to Jerusalem. We talked about Thursday, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and he was a servant, and he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed until he had drops of blood, and his friends fell asleep on him, all that kind of stuff. And then our last episode was on was on Good uh, Friday, and why why in the world that can be called a good day. And if you'll watch it, you'll see. Uh, and I, I believe it's going to inspire you. I believe it's going to be a transformational moment for you. But today we're actually going to cover two days. We're going to cover Black uh, or Holy Saturday, people call it different things, and Resurrection Day, Easter Sunday. What an amazing day that is. But what happened on Black on Black Saturday, on Black Saturday. So Jesus's body was resting in a tomb on on a holy or Black Saturday. Now it was a rich man's tomb. If you read in the Gospels, you'll see a rich man came and asked for Jesus's body. Now there's a prophecy in Isaiah 53. Now here's something special to know. Isaiah 53 is one of the most challenging chapters for Jewish people who do not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Right, because Isaiah 53 has some very specific prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. Now, again, we've said this a couple of times, but Jesus fulfilled a lot of prophecies in Holy Week. Now, here's an example. Uh, in Zechariah 9 9, it says that you know, your king will come into Jerusalem, the triumphal entry will come on a cult. Jesus knew the Old Testament, so Jesus could have just made that happen. But in Isaiah 53, 9, uh, now Isaiah is written 700 years before Jesus, 700 years before Jesus is born. In Isaiah 53, chapter 9 says, he was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich uh, and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Now, that this would have we we can't get into like how how impactful this is, but just just something to highlight, just something to bolster your faith. There was a rich man that came and asked for, I believe it was Joseph of Arimathea, if I'm not mistaken, asked for Jesus's body, a rich man, and he was put inside of his tomb. Now Jesus did so much stuff. Now preparations were made for Jesus' body to be placed in the tomb about 6 p.m. when preparations were made uh, for the Sabbath to begin. Now again, now this this is huge. Sabbath was supposed to be a time where total rest. So in this week, in this week, as the week is laid out, 
this time where we're supposed to be resting. So first of all, I, I think it's really special, even the Old Testament, where God sets up a day of rest. Uh, and for me, it's a faith activity. I, I don't really like rest, if I'm totally candid with you. I like to work. I like to do stuff. Uh, really, because I'm, I'm a driven person, but also makes me feel good, honestly, so to, to do that kind of stuff. Uh, but Jesus says, hey, or God in the Old Testament say, I want you to rest. Well, I mean, can it get more restful than being dead in the grave, right? Um, and th- there's, there's a lot more to this than we can cover, but in Luke 23, 55 through 56, it says, The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfume, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience with the command. So on this day, on Holy Saturday or Black Saturday, Jesus is dead in the tomb. Now, can you imagine where his followers are at mentally? Now, they're already in a bad place. All the all, all but John and these women who have followed Jesus, they were the only ones that were at his crucifixion, everybody else has run, everybody else is hiding, everybody else cannot believe what is happening. I mean, there's just just this unbelievable, just craziness. Something else to process because, you know, it says that Jesus took the keys of death and, and there, there's a lot to it. We won't cover all that today, but yeah, either way, in this day that on this black or holy Saturday, Jesus is dead, in a moment to pay for our sins. Now, before we go to the celebration day, before we go to Resurrection Sunday, are you in a season of your life, in some part of your life, or have you been, where it just seems like he's not there? Because you know what it is? It's really easy to look back on the disciples and say, guys, you saw him do miracles. Guys, you saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. Guys, you saw him heal blind eyes and, and release mute tongues. You saw him feed the 5,000. You saw him walk on water. You saw him do all this stuff. You don't have faith. But how many of us, how often, even after Jesus saved us with salvation, probably restored relationships? I mean, probably some of us have seen miracles. Yet whenever it feels like Jesus is dead, when it feels like Jesus is not active, how many of us abandon the cause, abandon our faith? The reason that we're doing these things leading up to Easter is to encourage us to pursue people, to love people, to serve people, to share our faith, to live out our purpose, to win the world. But oftentimes we have these days where it feels like he's not active. But I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us to be like the women the women who went and looked at where he was laid, the women who would go and and to go and just to to be outside. And because of that faithfulness, they're going to be the first ones to see Jesus, right? I want to ask us, where do we find ourselves when we find Jesus not moving, or at least we don't think he is? And let's look at Easter Sunday. This what we're crescendoing into, this amazing day, Easter Sunday, Matthew 28, 6. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he laid. John 20, verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away. Now, I just want to encourage you. And again, this is not the time or the place to 
have a big dissertation on this, but a lot of people when it comes to women in uh, ministry or in leadership and stuff like that, I am always so impacted by, first of all, the faithfulness of these women, the faithfulness of Mary Magdalene, who this was not a perfect woman. Jesus cast demons out of this person, out of Mary Magdalene, yet she's there before the sun comes up in expectation, waiting, serving Jesus, even when she doesn't see him moving. Is that us? As we prepare for Easter, as we lead up to Easter, are we living lives of preparation and expectation? Matthew 28, 9 and 10, And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took a hold of his feet, and they worshiped him. And he sent them, he sent them to go, he sent them to go and to tell them that he had been raised from the dead. I want to encourage us as we prepare to live a life of Holy Week, as we prepare to live a life, not of Holy Week, but a holy lifestyle, it is all this right here. This is the foundation of our faith that Jesus died and rose from the grave. If you believe it, Romans 10, 9 then you believe this right here, this is Romans 10, 9, and 10, then you will be saved. But hey, also, if we believe it, it's not just fire insurance. If we believe this, listen, this is the craziest thing that somebody could believe, that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave to pay for our sins. Now, and it's not just blind faith that believes this. I mean, think about the craziness that happens. And hey, people were around, People, if, if I walked out and, and me and, and I got 12 or even 100 of my friends to say, hey, guys, the sky is blue. And, but there'd be enough people to say, that's so crazy. It wouldn't perpetuate. That, that, that lie wouldn't continue. But there were so many people that saw the resurrected Jesus. These, these women, the 12 disciples, over 500 people that he appeared to. And it was so true. And this truth was so firmly believed that these people were willing to die for it. As we prepare, not just for Holy Week, but as we prepare to celebrate Easter and we commit to live a holy life, can people look at our life and say, gosh, it's got to be true. Gosh, this is so real. There's so much life change. There's so much supernatural movement around. This thing's got to be true. I pray. As we lead up to Easter, as, as we lead up to living a holy life, not a holy week, but a holy life, that our lives would be so supernatural in how we love people, how we pray for people, how we share the gospel, how we live different, that people would look and say, you know what? I'm willing to give this crazy Christianity a chance because that, it looks real. If we believe that this is real, it should look real in how we live. So, hey, as we celebrate Holy Week, now you have the information. Palm Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I pray that our lives will be a reflection, that this is not a theory, this is not a fairy tale, but this is a reality, and this is freedom that we walk in. Your purpose is to win the world and live, lead other people to see this amazing opportunity to have salvation, to live in freedom. So I love you. I believe in you. And I believe in your purpose to win the world. Let's get excited about Easter. Let's get excited about living a holy life. You're amazing. 
God believes in you. I'm so excited about Easter and celebrating all that God has done. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you regularly on The Purpose Podcast. Mm -hmm.